God's word that we meditate on this morning is our epistle lesson from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do, no, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. Gentlemen, this is a football. Famous words spoken by the great coach Vince Lombardi, one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time, and no, I'm not bringing him up because there's a really big game going on this afternoon. Just happens to be on the same Sunday, you know. The year before had been a trying one, a difficult one, a challenging one, a letdown for the Green Bay Packers. They lost the big game, the NFC, NFL championship that they were expected to win. And they came into the new year a little deflated, a little down. And so Lombardi, being the good coach he did, was, started with the basics. At the fundamentals, gentlemen, this is a football. And that training camp began with the very fundamentals of blocking and tackling and passing and catching. Going back to the very basics. And it worked. They went on to win a number of Super Bowls in a row. Friends, this past year has been a challenging year, hasn't it? It's been maybe deflating in many ways. It's been one that's been discouraging in, in many ways as well. And, and is it maybe good for us to go back to the fundamentals, to have a this is a football type of moment, to go back to those basics, to be reminded about what this is all about and why we're here, what we're supposed to be doing. Because I look around at our world, and I look around at many members of our church, and we're just kind of coming into this new year thinking, oh, man, what's coming this year, right? So easy to lose focus. So easy to get caught up in the things of this life and miss out on 
why we're here, what do we be doing, what's really important. Maybe it's time for a reset, and that's, that's what we're calling this four-week worship series. It's time for us to reset and refocus on the fundamentals, the basics of what our God has to say to us in his word. And today, we get to do that, spiritually speaking. Have a this-is-a-football type of moment to go back to those fundamentals. Because when you ask yourselves those big questions, right, those big important questions of life, right, what, why am I here, what am I doing What's the purpose of my life, right? What is it that brings my life happiness and peace and contentment? I mean, you know the pat answer that you're supposed to give, right? <laughs> you know the answer you should give, but, but if you're really honest, would, would those really be the answers? Even as a Christian? Have you lost sight of what your purpose in this life is? Why you are here? where your true peace and comfort and contentment are supposed to be found. Because it's so easy to get off focus, isn't it? And to begin to focus on this world. And when things are off in our faith, when things are off in our spiritual life with God, when, when we don't have the right answers to those questions and can actually say them meaningfully and truthfully, there's really one problem at the heart of all of it. That we become me-focused. That this life and my purpose has all become about me. Right? And even my relationship with God. Right? And, and, and that is fundamentally anti-Christian. When we see that our, our purpose here, and even our relationship with God is based on me, it, it, it's the best way to go ahead and steal your joy and your peace and your contentment in this life. It really is. It's the best way to try to lose focus of, of why you're really here and what your purpose in life is. Right? When we break that first commandment and we put ourselves before God, we can expect a life of worry and discouragement. We can expect to feel deflated and depressed. But if we go back to the basics, to the fundamentals, we get to hear, really, what this life is all about and where our focus is to be. And that's what this section from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is all about this morning. All this is from God. It's all about grace. Everything we have, everything we are, our purpose in this life, our hope for beyond this life is all from God. But when the focus is on ourselves, how easily we fall into those traps, don't we? Right, one of those first things that we do, one of those things that is that, that we, when we begin to focus on ourselves, right, when we've, we've lost focus of where our true focus should be, we even begin to think that our relationship with God depends on us somehow. Right, that the way that I live my life, and my life here in this world, and what I do, and what I say, and how I live is, is what impacts my relationship with God. 
Right? The fact that, well, I belong to a Christian church. I faithfully give my offerings, right? I even go to the church once in a while. I tune in online once in a while here and there. Or maybe it's that well, I work hard at my job and I'm honest and I'm faithful and I, and I take care of my family and I love my kids and my spouse. Or maybe we start looking at even just our intentions. I, I know that I, I don't always do everything I should and, and say all the right things, but, but my intentions are really good. And that's got to count for something, right? I, I don't know how many times I've heard it. Well, God knows my heart. Or maybe it's that I identify as a Christian in this world. I'd even tell people I'm a Christian. And, and I put Bible verses on my Facebook page, right? When we begin to think it's these things that we do in our life or say in our life that make us right with God and get us in good standing with him, where's the focus? It's not on God. <laughs> it's on you. And if you want to steal your joy and your peace and your hope, and if you want to be discouraged and deflated and depressed as you go through this life, that's a great place to start. <laughs> Think that your relationship with God is based on what you do in this life. But thanks be to God that he reveals to us in his word that that is not the truth. And maybe this is, a, this is a football moment for us, to go back to the fundamentals, to go back to the basics of God's word, and again to hear why we have good standing with God. It's not what we do, or ever could do, but it's all in what Christ has done. Listen to what Paul says here to us. He says, uh, in, in verse 18 and following, he says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. What are you doing in there? How are you making yourself right with God? You're not. All this is from God, who is reconciling the world, which is all sinners, to himself through Christ. Friends, you know by nature who you are. Lost, a condemned creature. Right? Dead in transgressions and sins. Unable to, to do anything to make a move towards God. You know that's who you are by nature. But what was God doing? Reconciling you to himself making peace between you and him. God was doing this through Christ. And how did that happen? Look at the last verse. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Friends, I, I will argue with you all day that that is absolutely the most beautiful passage in all of Scripture. There's a lot of beautiful but in one sentence, you get everything you need to know about God and about his grace and about what he has done to make you his.
what you do. You're passive, right? God made Jesus, who had no sin, right? Who is God himself and takes on flesh world and lives this life perfectly, who has absolutely no sin. He becomes sin for us. All of our sins, all of our disobedience is placed on the Holy One, on the Righteous One. And now God looks at him and sees the sinful one who deserves to die, who deserves to suffer his wrath and his anger. And he did. As Christ went to that cross and on him was poured out the punishment for your sins. Him who had no sin became sin for you so that now we might become the righteousness of God. So that we might be able to stand before God as holy and righteous, blameless in his sight. Because those sins were taken from us and they were put on Jesus at the cross. God now looks at us through Christ and what does he see? He doesn't see somebody who has to try really hard to be a good person to get in his good graces. He doesn't see a person who's better than other people, so I'll, I'll throw a little love at them. He doesn't see somebody who has to make the first move to believe in him. He seems, sees a reconciled sinner. He sees a saint. A child of, his very, of himself. Holy, dearly loved, forgiven, righteous. Not by anything they have ever done, but by everything that Christ has done. Friends, this is good news. <laughs> this is the gospel. Good news, the gospel, is not something you do. It's not something God expects you to do or places on you as a burden. Something that's already been done for you. It's something that liberates you, that sets you free. It's the only thing that can bring your heart peace and joy and hope in this life. This is the fundamental, basic message of the gospel, and it's yours. Good news that there's nothing you have to do to reconcile yourself to God, but all this is from God. And he has done it for you through Jesus Christ, your Savior. Friends, put the focus back on Christ. Not on you, not on what you do, but what, on he, has, what he has done for you. And this impacts how you live your life, and it impacts how you look at your life, and it impacts your eternal life. Because the second thing we like to do in our lives in addition to trying to make ourselves right with him, is we think that this life is just about me. <laughs> it's so easy in our world today become, to become so self-focused, isn't it? I mean, it's what the world tells us, right? Worry about you, take care of you, right? You do you. Right? It's such a me-focused society, right? And, and, and the world will tell us, well, volunteer your time. Right? Think about other people, but you put your hour in of volunteer time and you can go on your way, right? Or, or give and donate to help people less fortunate. So you write out the check once a year and send it off and you're good, right? 
This is the way the world thinks and what the world is shoving down our throats all the time. But you don't need the world to tell you that, do you? Because you've got that sinful flesh that still resides within you, unfortunately. That is telling you that life is about you. And life is taking care of yourself. Right? We become so worried about my rights. become so worried about being right. We become so concerned with my comfort and my happiness and my security and my contentment in this life that we lose focus on the fact that my life is not about me. And that's the other fundamental that the Holy Spirit helps us remember here in our second lesson here from 2 Corinthians. He says, through the pen of Paul, he says in verse 16, From now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Friends, we, we don't look at our lives anymore from a worldly point of view. We don't look at people anymore from a worldly point of view, meaning that they're to be used for selfish gain, that they're there to serve me. Right? That's the worldly point of view. <laughs> Instead, Paul says the old has gone and the new has come. In Christ, we are a new creation. We have new purpose. We have new desires. We find new joy. Not in being served, but in serving. That our lives are not about us, but about giving glory to God. About loving and serving those that God has placed around us. Even that is from God, that desire. The new has come through Christ. We have been made new in the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Look at right at the beginning of our lesson. It's Christ's love that compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all, Jesus, and therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Friends, our lives are now about living for Christ, the one who lived and died and rose for me. That is the purpose of our life. That is why we are here. It's not about me. It's about Christ, living in his grace, living that grace in my life, all to the glory of God. Since I'm on the Packers and Lombardi this morning, would you permit me one other quote from Lombardi this morning? Okay. <laughs> you don't care, right? <laughs> He said this one time, he said this about the Packers, and, and he really preached love, love among his teammates, love for each other, realizing that they had to care about one another and not care about themselves, right? You, you look at sports today, and a lot of it is about individual glory, right? right? They'll, they'll, they'll thank their teammates, maybe, but, but a lot of it is about how many points can I score? How many touchdowns can I throw? At least that's the way it seems, right? But this is what Vince Lombardi said, teamwork is what the Green Bay Packers were all about. They didn't do it for individual glory. They did it because they loved one another. And I think there's something in there for us as Christians, isn't there? Our lives in this world are not about individual glory. Our lives in this world are not about us. But it's about loving one another. It's about showing the love of Christ to one another. 
our lives in Christ are focused on Christ. Friends, this is a fundamental thing of God's word. This is what we have been called to so that we can be Christ's ambassadors. That's what Paul says. He says we're Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And that's what we get to do. We get to be Christ's ambassadors to one another. We get to share the love of Christ with one another. We get to share the peace and the forgiveness of Christ with one another. We get to proclaim to each other, be reconciled to God. Friends, this is what this life is all about. That grace of God that has been shown to us and that we get to live in and then show to one another. And maybe you're sitting here this morning saying, Pastor, I know all this already. <laughs> I've heard this my entire life. Fine. And maybe some of those professional football players sitting in Lombardi's locker room the beginning of that 1961 season, too, were thinking, Coach, we know all these things already. <laughs> but you may know them. But do you believe them? Do you desire to live them? Do you want to share them? By God's grace, yes. <laughs> we do believe it. By the work of the Holy Spirit through this gospel, we know who this Jesus is. We know what he has done for us, and we know how that impacts our life right now and our life forever. And by God's grace, we do desire to live it, don't we? It's why you're here. It's why you gather around these means of grace continually, so that you can know this grace of God more and more. And yes, by God's grace, we want to share it. We want to share it with our fellow Christians, and we want to share it with the world that God reconciled to himself through Christ. Friends, all this is from God. Let's not forget those fundamentals. Let's not forget these basics upon which everything we have and everything we are and what the purpose of our life here in this world is all about. The grace of God, given to us freely, to the one who lived and died and rose for you so that you might be his right now and you might be his forever. God grant it to you. Amen. Please stand.